Hello, I'm Charlotte Watts. Welcome to these podcasts that were first broadcast live in my Facebook group, Charlotte Watts Calm. Hope you enjoy them. And if you want more, please look at my website, charlottewattshealth.com. to this session where I want to just answer a question that's been put to me, which is a a really good one. And it's from um, Helen. Hello. And that is when, if we're feeling fatigued or run down and we do find that exercise helps us, when do we push in and when do we hold back? So what are the signals that we're looking for to let us know how to gauge and uh, self-regulate. Now, the first thing I would say there is whatever we do in terms of this kind of decision-making process is that we start from where we are. So rather than having a very kind of head-led, I should be doing all these things, and particularly if you're the kind of person who likes goals or aims or achieving something or who likes to do that in a very kind of number-based way, this many at this time, getting to this point or progressively in this way, particularly if that's your kind of mindset, then you may find it more difficult to be able to step back and self-regulate in a way that doesn't rely on those kind of frameworks or those kind of absolutes. And what needs to happen at that point is some kind of fostering of trust that if you let go of that kind of system as a basis of control, a a basis of safety, um, and a basis of very clear framework where you're held, then for many people that can be quite a fearful place to, to step into. So what we're looking for to replace that in terms of safety is a felt sense of trusting your intuition and what your body knows to be true. So if your body is telling you that it's tired, and I'm not particularly loving the language I'm using there because I'm I'm speaking as if your body is something separate to yourself, and it is not. Um, So this is really listening to yourself. But if you're used to just listening to what we would deem as the mind and voices and... um, ideals of what we should be doing, then it really can seem that way. So this is really a sense of tuning into the deeper feelings and starting to trust that if you are feeling tired in a whole mind-body way, that you firstly step back from any sense of framework or should or numbers. Now, that might be difficult if you tend to do something with someone else um, or you've kind of paid into a particular system or you're following a particular program. But it's very important to change over an attitude then that might be about just getting more done um, and heading towards an end point because it's the end point that's important and not how you feel or the journey along the way. Then actually letting go of that can sometimes feel like a failing for some people. And therein that lies the the kind of root of judgment, the root of self-criticism. So to step away from those kind of things is to recognise them first. So to firstly recognise where might 
a schedule or a goal or an attachment to goal orientation be getting in the way of my being able to actually tune into how I feel. And this is where, you know, this is part of the yoga journey, which is where often, for instance, people who get into yoga practices that are quite very, very physically based, it's part of the journey to change that around, to to let go of a purely external or physical practice and start to change that over into the listening and the meditation and the mindful practice that that is. But similarly, we can bring that mindset, that philosophy, and that helpful guide to any exercise that we do. So that as you're dropping beneath any of this goal-orientated tendency, conditioning, set up to listen beneath, there has to be a sense of trust that what you hear, you'll actually listen to. So if you're actually tired, there are several ways to see that. I mean, one is you might feel actually properly dog tired in your muscles, in your mind. And that is to drop beneath any tendencies to label ourselves very judgmental terms such as lazy. Take that one out of the vocabulary. It's incredibly problematic phrase, incredibly judgmental and rarely true. And also lacking in willpower. Again, a very problematic phrase because what happens if we look beneath those types of judgments as we start to be able to really gauge am I tired in an incredibly reasonable way uh, meaning so has has the day been so intense it might be things like having to get up early commute go to work all day look after children look after others not have breaks not have lunch and Therefore, it's reasonable to feel tired. Now, when is exercise going to be helpful? So there's there's certain ways of thinking that say that actually exercising between kind of 5 and 9 p.m. is quite optimal um, in terms of metabolism. But when you do that, it really needs to also recognize that for those who are pretty stressed during the day and have set and have very sedentary jobs, to shock ourselves suddenly into activity at that time of day can be registered as a stressful event into our, our whole being, our whole organism. So it really depends how you do it. If you are sitting on your bottom all day uh, and not moving at all and then suddenly doing something that's very, very kind of powerful, dynamic, doesn't allow for kind of looseness and movement, then that really can be a shock into tissues and can be the root of a lot of kind of lower back issues and even feeling quite fatigued in muscles. So it's a much better idea, to, if you can, to get out. I mean, I know I recorded this in winter where it's less light in the evening, there's less opportunity. But I have to say, I've been in all day. I have been doing some movement practices between sitting, but I am going to go for a walk in the countryside about you know 4.35 p.m. just to get out. And that kind of pushing through, I mean, that is something I'm I'm feeling quite closeted in my house and I would prefer to just kind of lay down and do nothing. But I know that actually walking out into nature at this time is very, very necessary for my mental well-being and my, my sleep quality tonight as much as anything. I don't want to do anything really, really rigorous, vigorous. I have scheduled in a class tomorrow morning to do something that's um, more dynamic because I'm feeling in need of that, but it's the timing of it that's really, really crucial. So if you feel that muscle is very fatigued after exercise, 
then that is a real red flag that you might be pushing in and doing too much. If muscle remains fatigued, particularly days after, um, it may be that you're just doing the same muscle groups over and over and over and over again. So if you're saying doing the same types of exercise, that in, in and of itself can be fatiguing. We really need to be switching up the directions we move in, the pace we move in, the types of movement we're doing. So particularly if you're doing anything that you feel isolates muscle groups, then make sure that you're not just doing that over and over again. So for instance, just focusing on core work doesn't help to the whole of the body to integrate. And in and of itself, that can end up being quite stressful in the belly. Um, we need to move in lots of different ways and we need to do that all the time. So what's most important to not feel that we're fatigued through exercise is to keep moving, is to not be sedentary. So that movement patterns are just a normal part of our body tissue expression. Um, and it's not suddenly tensing um, and we're not moving into tension when we suddenly do start to move. So actually, the whole picture becomes larger and about regulation and about getting up and moving when you're at a desk. And therefore, when you do get up and exercise, it doesn't feel so imperative that you have to go hard and fast at it. And you have this real disparity between all or nothing, but rather you're simply moving and you, you choose lots of different things to do that also pique your interests, that also you enjoy. We can feel quite fatigued and detrimental uh, and the exercise is detrimental when it's just pushing into to something that doesn't make sense to us. So, for instance, you know, walking to get somewhere and a mind-body way makes a lot more sense to the whole organism than than just um, you know pounding it out because we should be, we feel we should be. Um, there's a whole body cohesion about you know, movement that has a purpose, building things, you know, using uh, our legs as our transport. That kind of sense, the thing just makes a whole lot more sense. Um, and then it becomes really incidental. So you might do a load of gardening for a day or, you know, walk a, a long way to get to work. And it, it just doesn't feel that it's something you had to think about doing. And and your body kind of kind of regulates the movement alongside the activity and the cognition that goes along that. So that kind of stuff has such a, an integrated feel that it tends to fatigue us less and confuse us less. It, it makes more sense. So really listening to a muscle and do also, and listening to your whole body, that is. Um, and also if you are feeling continually fatigued in muscle, fatigued by exercise, do look out if you need um, some B vitamins and magnesium for energy um, and magnesium in particular to release the contraction of muscle in the doing, which is um, equals muscle contraction. So particularly B vitamins, uh, if you're vegetarian, vegan, uh, vegan in particular, um, you may need to supplement with B vitamins if you're doing a lot of exercise. Um, and if you're very stressed and using up a lot of those nutrients in the stress responses, then you might feel that um, you need more of those in the support of a supplement. And magnesium, particularly if you're feeling muscle cramping or muscle aches or other symptoms like kind of IBS, anxiety or insomnia. So it's worth looking if fatigue is actually something that is on a, on a nutritional basis, as well as the way that we're moving our body. Um, chronic stress will also reduce our want to move, our motivation via dopamine levels. So it's really important to actively relax 
in order to want to move and therefore not feel again that it's it's fatiguing to do it because it's mentally it's a difficult thing to to get over so I hope that has made sense. Um, there's a lot of stuff in there, but ultimately it really is to move as often as possible so that we're not basically sedentary and so that tissues are pliable, they're hydrated and they're adaptive and responsive. And that means that when we exercise, we're a lot less prone to aching, we're a lot less prone to, to injury. We have a kind of fluidity about us. So do send any questions in. It's really useful for these talks to come from things that are really based in in people's reality and experience. Um, And a lot of the time what I'm answering here is is questions that I get asked in either classes or consultations or, you know, from from real people. So (laughs) always good to hear from you. Take care. Bye.